Welcome to Politics and Conscience, an ICLN Academy series on how to navigate the modern challenges of public office. This is Christian Alton von Kirchner, and today, in episode 7, we will discuss majorities, opinions, and the media. Once again, please be reminded to make sure to first listen to episodes 1 till 6 before continuing with this episode 7. As we already discussed in the previous episode, and I quote again here Pope Benedict XVI at the German Parliament in September 2011, it is evident that for the fundamental issues of law, in which the dignity of man and of humanity is at stake, the majority principle is not enough. Majorities are, of course, not only formed and visible in parliaments, but equally in public opinion and the media. This, of course, very much affects politics, and more often than not, Unfortunately, one can observe how this leads to decisions that are not so much based on facts and on science or on principles of justice, but rather on the mood of the day, what is being screamed in media or what is being demanded on social media. This is an often seen poverty of politics today. And it is important that in this last of our session, we address it. A great political leader of conscience, who has a deep understanding of this dilemma in public office, namely between majority opinion and the norms of justice and human dignity, and of course, this dilemma doesn't always happen. Very often decisions find a fine balance between these two. But we are focusing here on the instances where there is a dilemma. And a person who understood this very well was Doug Hammarskjöld, Secretary General of the United Nations between 1953 and 1961. He understood and lived how this personal responsibility and his integrity was more, much more important than media and public opinion. And he did not allow his decisions to be dictated by these external forces. Let's have a brief look at who was that Street. He was born and raised in Sweden, he was raised by a deeply religious mother and a father devoted to public service. His father would later become Prime Minister of Sweden. And on his father's side of the family, there was a long history of public service. And so Dag followed in this, in his path, through a distinguished career in government until in 1953. He was called to become the second ever Secretary-General of the United Nations. He served in this role until his premature death in 1961, when his chartered plane 
crushed under dubious circumstances in what is today Zambia, where he was about to land on a peace mission regarding the Congo. This is what Doug Hammarskjöld had to say about his identity as a leader in public office. It's a very powerful statement that tells a lot about his personal responsibility. He says, from generations of soldiers and government officials on my father's side, I inherited the belief that no life was more satisfactory than one of selfless service to your country or humanity. This service required a sacrifice of all personal interests, but likewise the courage to stand up unflinchingly for your convictions. From scholars and clergymen on my mother's side, I inherited a belief that, in the very radical sense of the Gospels, all men were equals as children of God and should be met and treated by us as our masters in God. End of quote. You see here this enormous dedication of Dakhamuskir, and that he saw the giving up of all personal interests as part of his calling showed also in the fact that he remained unmarried in order that he could focus fully on this vocation. Dr. Hammerskirt was a man of iron principles, of integrity, of courage, and a love of peace and brotherhood. His life as a public servant was one not of pursuing a career, fame and influence, but truly a life of service, pursuing a calling and a vocation. In that, he did not let himself be influenced by pressures, by public opinion, or by the media. This principledness, so clearly the unassailable foundation of his public service, can be clearly derived from his personal journal entries. In a reflection dated November 1920-1955, he writes the following. The truth is so simple that it is considered a pretentious banality, yet it is continually being denied by our behavior. It is more important, he goes on to say, to be aware of the grounds for your own behavior than to understand the motives of another. And if while pleading another's cause, you are at the same time seeking something for yourself, you cannot hope to succeed. End of this quote. I especially find this last part very compelling, where he says, and this is so important in the political sphere where we try to be leaders of conscience, where he says, if while pleading another's cause, you are at the same time seeking something for yourself, you cannot hope to succeed. This was a man who says this out of experience, not from theory. Roger Lipsy, his biographer who 
uncovered in detail how much Duck's life was led by his Christian faith informing his public service, writes that Hamaskut lived, and I quote, thoroughly, unapologetically, in two worlds. The community of nations, for which he was a central leader, and the world of deep religious thought, where he found wisdom, faith, renewal, and confidence. Yet, he spoke very little, or not at all, about his faith. But still, it fully informed his life. Hannah Schirut elsewhere writes, in simple terms, where his life on earth is about. He says, love and patience, righteousness and humility, faith and courage, stillness. This is what said the Secretary General of the United Nations. Before that, a government minister and director general of the Swedish National Bank, a diplomat who had between 1953 and 1961 played a major role in helping solve dangerous conflicts and achieve negotiated settlements from the Suez Canal crisis to ending the Korea War and the post-independent conflict in Congo and bordering countries. He was not always successful, but he was always faithful. And that is what distinguishes him. In one of his many public statements, published in the public papers, he underlines this distinction between success and faithfulness. And with these words, I would like to close this series of seven episodes. Dr. Hammerschild says, No lasting success is possible without the patience and the courage to face facts, any more than it is possible without the faith that mankind will reach its goal if we, everyone in his own place, is willing to pay the price. Once more, no lasting success is possible without the patience and the courage to face facts, any more than it is possible without the faith that mankind will reach its goal if we, everyone in his own place, is willing to pay the price.